Yoo-hoo! I almost have to clear my throat for this one. This is going to be a great episode. Now, you know how in the episode at the beginning of the year, I shared that uh, not every single week will be the same. Like, I'm doing my best to do every last Wednesday of the month will be a movie review. This month will be the one that is different. Um, I don't know. There's Anyway, there's a schedule, but I want to simplify things. I don't want to need to do it perfect this time. I just want to do it to be consistent. So that is what I'm doing. <laughs> so one of the things that I'm doing this year is doing a movie review. Now, <clears throat> this means that I am... Uh, going to watch movies that maybe are about weddings, are about events, and I'm going to depict them and I'm going to go through them and kind of share thoughts from the perspective that I see. And uh, they may not always be an event movie. You may not think, oh, there's no event planning in here. However, I would like to uh, tickle your fancy with this because there's a lot more event planning going on around you than you're aware of. And you may be a full event planner without even knowing it. Ooh, makes a tingle toes. <laughs> I mean, makes your toes tingle. Okay, so let me just kind of go through this. There was a movie called The Big Green. I remember when growing up, I would visit my grandpa in Idaho each summer, and we would watch a few movies. One is My Date with the President's Daughter. Another one was The Big Green. For some reason, oh, and Pete's Dragon. For some reason, those are the only movies I remember. He didn't have a lot of movies that we would watch when we went there. Otherwise, we'd just be on the farm going crazy. So The Big Green, if you're not familiar with it, it's a movie that was made way back when, probably in like the 90s, maybe early 2000s, probably not, but probably 90s. And it's about, uh, there's this little podunk town, which by the way, I looked up podunk because whoever looks up that, it knows the actual meaning of it. And it comes from an origin of like a, some kind of fancy word, but it was a name of the tribe that inhabited an area in Connecticut, or if you want to think about it an easier way, it means a swampy place. So this place wasn't swampy, but it was kind of a rundown town. And there is, you know, the kids do like random things just to entertain themselves because there's nothing in this town. It's one of those towns that if you don't leave the town when you're an adult, you're just going to like be very lame the rest of your life. So this little town, nothing going on. And this woman comes into town and she is going to be the student teacher for half of the year. And she's from England where they play football, which everywhere in the world, but United States is that it's soccer, but they call it football. Um, but she comes in and she goes like, hey, and you know, the kids are like, hey, there's no point in teaching us. We're not going to learn stuff anyway. We have go through so many teachers. Don't worry about it. They're all kind of messing around. And then she one day just takes the globe she breaks it off of the stand and she says, okay, well, I can see that we're not learning this way, so let me try something. And then she just starts um, juggling the ball or the globe on her head, on her knee, and they go, oh my gosh, wow. And she goes, okay, well, let's entertain this. So basically, school is just like, forget school, and they go outside and she teaches them these little principles more and more about how to play football or soccer. Now, this whole movie kind of goes, if you can imagine, it's like, it's it's similar to a little rascals type feel movie where you know that there's going to be a win at the end. It's really cute. There's obviously it's a movie, so there's a climax, there's an issue, there's a resolution. The whole plot it, it's beautiful. It's really fun. It's really sweet. So <laughs> uh, there's certain parts that if you have not seen this movie, I will be spoiling a couple of parts. Um, 
but it's I, I don't think it's a big deal because this isn't like an Avenger spoil. This is a movie in the 1990s spoil. Anyway, insignificant as it is, I'm going to share it and I'm going to depict it. And this movie may be a stretch. The next movie I'm going to gear a lot more towards solely events. I think uh, I'm actually going to watch Crazy Rich Asians because someone once recommended that to me to watch because it was so interesting how it was planned and everything else. So the big green. Um, at the very beginning, she had to convince her teammates or her kids of a dream. She gave the vision. And this is often something that event planners will do, or even what we're doing, me and Sarah and the society, we're, we're offering a dream and a vision. We're laying it out there. We're painting the picture. It's beautiful. It is drawn out. There's a, there's a plan of like, Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to practice and we're going to win. Simple as that. It sounds really awesome. And then she had to convince them. And sometimes that took convincing them and their parents or their, uh, I mean, in real life, like spouses, but children don't have spouses. Um, But sometimes it takes like convincing of that. So let's say if I'm sitting down helping someone plan their wedding and I go, oh my goodness, you can have these bouquets on your tables. It'd be so beautiful. And they go, "Ah, I don't know what that looks like. That sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Yada, 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 all these excuses because they don't believe in the dream. But the more you paint the picture, the more it's there. So eventually you get them, you convince them. It's a beautiful dream. You're all in for it. And then this is where you get into action. So sometimes as an event planner, you may go into an event and there may be some things that you did not have a chance to practice. So you are doing it for the first time. And boy, am I telling you what, you put your confident britches on because it is confidence that will thrive you through this whole experience. So for example, uh, my first big celebrity event, I was as confident as ever when I sat down with a big car company saying, hey, this is what we'd like to do. And they said, this is what we're willing to do. And they paid a really big check to have a very fancy person come into town. And uh, I talked to the high school as if I, I was... I'm like, I'm not even 25. And I was talking to a high school saying, hey, I'd like to rent out one of your rooms. I'm going to work with the AV crew. And oh, the janitor. Yes, of course, of course. And I felt so posh and I (laughs) got a lot of stuff put together. And a lot of that was, I went in without any practice. That was my practice was in the ring. And it was, it was exciting. It was thrilling. Um, I remember I have not like run around so much in my life just from, I also emceed that event. And anyway, it was a big deal. (laughs) so sometimes you're just thrown into things without practice so in this movie they go to their first game after barely even understanding what soccer is there's boys on the team girls on the team there's a young kids on the team and they go against one of they're called the knights of course but it's one of the most um accomplished and never losing teams in the league and they're very put together they have all their chance down they have they have uniforms that are in sync And then, you know, these podunk kids just show up in like a cop car and another car because it's all they have in the town. So anyway, um, they, they went into action and they failed. However, as we all know, who has ever had a life, which we all do, is failures equal success. So they still keep moving forward. They still practice. Um, (laughs) and there's a time in this little town that the field that they would be practicing outside of their school Obviously, they don't have any teams. There's only like 20 kids in the entire school. So the 10 kids who are on the team, they need a place to practice. 
And so these little kids are like, okay, let's get this lawnmower out. And they start it and then it runs away from them. And so it's kind of a cute scene. They're chasing after it and it goes straight towards this fence of where the cows are. And they go, oh no. And it it busts down the fence and the cows go out and they go, oh no, run away cows. But then as, as God would put it, the cows went to work and they ate the, the field of what they needed to eat so that the field was in a sense mowed, but by natural reasons and sources. So that is one thing, although that wasn't planned, that could have been a disaster that would be turned into something to your success. So I may do this deeper in The Greatest Showman, which is a movie with Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Zendaya, all these people. Um, and that's a, that's a great movie to look at for using failures and eye-opening experiences to your success. But that part in The Big Green reminds me of the part in The Greatest Showman where there was a really bad review in the newspaper about the beginning of the circus and how it was terrible and whatever. And Hugh Jackman looks at it. And I wonder how this moment really was or if it was whatever in, in real life. But he looks at it and he goes, I want these everywhere. I want to print 400 more of these, whatever. And anyone who brings it in tomorrow gets a discount. And he used that so quickly. That, was, that could have been a huge loss, a big cut to his ego, a big hurtful thing towards his business. But he used that and said, amazing. Let's have people bring this in and, and prove them wrong. So I think that was just a super cool way to turn around a situation that could have been uh, damaging. Now... <laughs> there's another part in this movie where since there is town, there's they're establishing a soccer team. They do not have the money for jerseys or for soccer pads, cleats, anything. They just show up in whatever they wear. Um, and so there's one part where they go to a game and so you see them gaining all these different things because the town starts to jump in. They get funds and all this stuff. But there's a part. <laughs> and and if you don't if you don't know soccer what 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 players wear when they play soccer you have cleats you have shin splints <laughs> not shin splints that's the pain that you get because you're you're not stretching right I think um you have cleats you have shin guards you also you have your I, I hope you have underwear on and a bra if you're a girl but you wear you wear some chonies you have shorts a jersey and maybe your hair up and that's like very typical for anyone who plays soccer so shin guards are a must basically um and so what he does these so it's this this sheriff of the town is like the co-coach and then this this UK woman English woman she's very sweet so he shows up with a box and he goes well it's not much but I think it'll do I was able to round up all this stuff and you can see there's obviously bubble wrap and duct tape in there and he and she's like what is that full and he goes well shin guards and then the next scene is all of these kids running around with bubble wrap duct taped to their legs. <laughs> and that just makes you think of use what you have. I say that all the time with anyone who wants to set up for something in their own home. Like think of, think of a really, maybe a tall bowl or a glass bowl you have. Put it upside down and use it as height. Now you can put a platter on top, boom. So you use what you have and there's all these little tricks you can do with that. And I just thought this was really neat that one, the community got involved. They asked around like, hey, what does anyone else have? What can I use to our advantage? And then he, uh, you know, the kids were just like, whatever, this is going to work and we're going to roll with it. And it totally did work and that protected them. So the same thing kind of happens in events. Now, 
there's obviously consistency with if you ever want to play a sport where you run a lot, you have to practice to run. And at the beginning, no one really ran in the movie. No one just runs. But then this this English woman said, well, we have to be able to run up to an hour. So we're going to start with 12 minutes. And then throughout the movie, you see them all getting better, more as a team running together. And it looks like they, I mean, they give you the sense that they can run an hour straight. So that, my friends, is consistency. That is consistent planning, consistent events, consistent everything. This evening, I just had another one of the recovery events called Into the Arena. It's the one that's a workshop for families, uh, for loved ones who have had someone in their family, maybe a close friend, could be a close neighbor, but usually it's family members who have had an addiction and they've been affected by it so much that they they kind of need their own recovery. So this is the space that we give them to do that. So um, because we have done these so much, Afterward, I talked with my teammate that we put it on together. He works in the office. I work obviously outside the office. So he has a lot of internal connections. I have a lot of connections with people who are consistent and coming. I send out the emails, newsletters, stuff like that. But we were just talking on the phone and he goes, man, like back in my past, I have a background in, in teaching people through something similar to Zoom, um, through doing video communications and trainings. And he goes to have someone to set that all up, to show up to make it fun, to bring a certain energy at the right times, to wrap it up, to kind of lead and guide discussions so it doesn't linger in one area and most people don't get a chance to speak. He said that is just so big. And he was just super complimentary on how I conducted the meeting. And it's funny because I don't ever, not ever, but I haven't recently thought about it because I think, oh, this is pretty easy. But I have to, re- I, I do surprise myself sometimes really to stop and think about, wow, I'm doing a great job by being a leader. Like I, I've been doing it so much that I feel like I've come to a point where I almost have mastered it and I have, I've just consistently gotten better. So with that consistency, I'm now able to endure an hour long run or in other words, I'm now able to last, not, I don't want to say last or endure, but to lead a discussion for two hours very well and jump in at the right moments and wrap it up and make sure everything is followed through. So that is a huge, huge, huge plus. And then there is, <laughs> there's two things I'm going to end with. So in this movie, the goalie, he's kind of the comic relief. I mean, there's a lot of comic reliefs, but this goalie is scared every time there's a lot of uh, players on the opposing team running to him. So he gets so scared that in his mind, he starts to see them dressed up as ninjas or <laughs> or um, knights or uh, bad boys on motorcycles, like running towards him. So then he goes, oh, no, and he gets really scared. And then he doesn't catch the ball as a goalie would catch it. And so this isn't really addressed. It's it's kind of really funny throughout the movie. But until the end, at almost one of their final games, it's not even addressed or he doesn't, not address, but he doesn't share it with anyone so that it can be fixed. Um, so that kind of makes me think of, there's, there has been some things in an event. So when you're planning an event, there's so many little details and particles that go into it as far as the communication beforehand, during and after, the marketing, the the announcements you want to make at the right time, make sure everything is done, the people you want to make sure you contact, maybe there's someone you need to follow up with to make sure they're at the meeting or whatever else. There's just, there's a lot of working little pieces in an event. 
And then every once in a while, and I, I know this has happened to me, and recently it hasn't, which, which is a good thing because that means I've gotten better at it with consistency. But there's that one thing. The whole team is going great, but that one goalie, that one little part in event can just consistently suck. And you don't really notice it until you're in the moment. You're like, ah, oh, man, he missed it. Or man, I missed it. You know what I'm saying? So this could be something as simple as, oh, like I keep forgetting to put the time that this event is going to end on invitations. I never think about that. Or shoot, I keep thinking, I keep forgetting that my my good friend, my, my new good friend is gluten-free and I keep inviting them over and I don't remember that they're gluten-free. Or there's just maybe that one little detail when you're planning something <laughs> that still doesn't add up and you don't see it until you're in the moment. You're like, crap, last time I said I was going to remember that. But it wasn't until it was addressed and given attention to that it was then shifted to be fixed. And that will go for everything in your life. And this does not even have to be events. Let me just tell you, this goes for anything. I have recently, (laughs) you're going to take a personal side into me. Um, I have recently been taking more care of my feet. I am a woman after my mother. She, I feel like is usually barefoot. We have a long driveway back in Phoenix. And even when it's hot outside, I remember I have no issue walking to the mailbox and back because I had such thick calluses on my feet. And I feel like my mom did too. Like I would usually see her wear like sandals or anything, like hiking shoes, of course, she'd wear socks and shoes. But because she did that, I think that's why I have always been barefoot. I've always enjoyed feeling the ground with my feet. It's also never hurt me because I've built up so much callus. But then once I got married and we would like touch feet at the bottom of the bed, I would be so embarrassed of like, I'm like scratching him with my pterodactyl. (laughs) I would just think, I'm scratching him with my pterodactyl calluses. (laughs) Uh, It's so nasty. And I've complained about it. I, anytime I think about it, I go, oh man, I need to get a pedicure. These are just terrible. Anyway, how did I even get on the subject of feet? I'm not sure how we got to this place, but I'm going to finish this strong. (laughs) Um, Sarah and I did an event and we did it pro bono um, because we wanted the experience and it was awesome. But they did give us a really sweet gift. Uh, it was like a gift basket of all these different goodies. And one of them was a foot scrubber. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had a ped egg. So if anyone knows that, it's I would say it's one of the first products that came out that you could scrub away calluses and make them smooth again. And it's like worked decent. It's okay. It's for like really thick calluses, but it doesn't really get it down to the smoothness of like, ooh, let's play footsies smooth. (laughs) So anyway, the other day I get out of the shower, my feet are kind of pruney and I go, oh yeah, I have this foot thing. I tried it out. I was like at the pedicure salon. It was salon estique in my bathroom. It was so nice. So um, I'm currently touching my feet right now and it is not jaggedy. I love like touching my husband's legs or feet with my feet now. And I have no shame because it's very soft and it's, I don't know, it's a sweet experience. Um, Back to however I got on this tangent. (laughs) Uh, The goalie. Okay, anyway, pay attention to the little things and it makes a big difference. Oh, how did I get into that? Now I'm really curious. Did I just talk about, anyway, I'll listen to this later. The last thing I want to touch on is all of these things are just part of the equation. It's all the algorithm of finding out what works, building the dream, taking away the mistakes, but 
enjoying them and putting them to the power. There's, there's just so many things that happen. And you know what happens in the very end? As long as you do it with your best, you have a beautiful, complete, bliss, ecstatic climax of a win. You win the game. You hit the goal. You hit the goal. You make a goal. You, you get a touchdown. Like You win the game. It is a big win, big W. And it's, it's incredible. And I have seen this time and time again with the events that I've been a part of, the events that I'm so grateful I can have my hand in at least if I'm not the main event planner. But I've seen it time and time again that there may be times that's like, oh, crap, like the vendor's not getting back to me. The communication sucks. I keep forgetting to reach out to this one person and tell them that something changed or whatever. But it always, as long as you're going into it, with the right attitude and convincing everyone still along the way near the end of like, this is the vision, this is the dream, this is the wedding, this is the event, this is the speaker event, this is the celebrity event, this is the birthday party, this is what we've been working for. And then you just have a win and you celebrate, you party, take pictures, and then just sit in bliss for a few days before we get to it again. So that's my movie review. Now, uh, if you have Disney Plus, you can find The Big Green on there. It's it's a sweet movie. I always laugh out loud to certain parts of it. So I hope you enjoyed this movie review. It is the first of many. Like I said, the next one is going to be Crazy Rich Asian, Asians. And I'm very excited to go through that because that is straight up the alley of stuff that I know. So thanks so much for listening to this movie review. And we'll catch you next time.